Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. I wanted you to know that we passed 3 million downloads just in time for our two-year anniversary. Wow, that's awesome. That is a lot. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That is really a lot. Think about that. Yeah. It's enough to, like, make you nervous. You know? It <laughs> it's like, it's easier when it's not on, like, on the radio. I was always nervous. And here I'm like, oh, it's just us. It's just us, guys. It's just the team. But the team is getting bigger. <laughs> it is. <laughs> At least it's the lovers. On the radio, you'd have to play to the haters, too. But here is yeah. the lovers, and you can go a little deeper. And I, I much prefer it. But that was... Maybe, maybe a few undercover lovers mixed in. Yes. Yeah, you know what? But we're probably converting them. The way we blew up minds in WSB, maybe they're just like... I always thought Stephen Colbert would turn conservative after acting like one for so long. <laughs> he obviously didn't. But I thought like he'd he'd come up with the good arguments and he'd be like, oh, yeah, like economic freedom is better, you know, but they don't actually, they're neoconservatives. He doesn't actually have good arguments. But so that's next week is our two year anniversary. Uh, so I just wanted to start with one, like just update story. This whole Simone Biles thing, I think is just weird. There's a, she has the gold over America tour, which happens to be the acronym GOATS, which is greatest of all time, which was Muhammad Ali, who famously became a cultural icon because he sat out from a career that even though I'm a huge fan of Muhammad Ali and I actually met him, spent some time with him, like loved watching him as a kid. I had to go back and ask, like, was he really the greatest of all time? Was there any kind of a showmanship? You know, he was quite the showman. And then when I started peeling the onion on that and saw the Sonny Liston dive and the fact that he sat out and then we talked to Brian Tui, the guy who does the sports, the fraud and sports stuff. That was one of our first interviews. I had to start to question it. So then when this happened with Simone Biles and she just decided to not compete, which was heroic, the way submitting to the lockdown made this like the made iGen the, the greatest generation, you know, it just seemed a little too consistent with propagandas and agenda. So ends up she not only pulled out of the team sport and I thought maybe she did that so that she could shine as the solo uh, maybe she did it because she wasn't really practicing that much. If there was any chance she wasn't going to win the gold, I imagine it would blow up her tour called Gold Over America. And ends up that the other American, Sunisa Lee, snagged the all-around gold after Simone withdrew. So it was that was I don't know if that was a surprise. I don't follow the sport that Sunisa Lee is the first suspected to be the first Hmong American athlete to win <laughs> the gold in gymnastics. I feel like that's a stat we could probably nail down, but maybe the Hmong have, do not have a, uh, you know, don't always reveal their identity. It's a controversial group. I tell you what, what a way to get people to care about a sport nobody cares about is this <laughs> controversy thrust into the news. And I there was that actually. Was a that wasn't a big sport. I think that's a big Olympic gymnastics. Sport. So? No? Now that I think about it, I only remember the controversies around gymnastics. Yeah. I remember the ankle sprain and nailing it with yeah. the one ankle. Yeah, that's true. And then I remember this. And, and it's not even a sport, right? Gymnastics. Because that figure skating is not really a sport. Like they say things that you have to like subjectively measure. 
you know, that is part of the controversy. It's like, how do you rate figure yeah, that's skaters? True. They don't so how do you win? win. You know, yeah. you don't time them. I would say it's a sport in that it does require immense athleticism. Definitely not taking that away from anybody, but. I think the only reason people care about it every four years is because they create some drama around it, around the Olympics, and then they put it in our face all the time. Other than that, who's really watching it unless you're involved in it? And it's also probably very influential in that demo, like teen girl demo, that they can identify with these people. And that makes what they do and the dramas that surround it probably, uh, you know, outweighed as influential in that group. And it's still in the news right now because of a controversy oh. with a comedian, the SNL comedian, Michael Che, who made some jokes about Biles, which if you're a comedian, you get it and you probably laugh at him, but he's going to be fine because you can't really cancel him because he's the, he's the SNL guy who he presents the, the point of view from an African-American perspective that pushes the agenda. But would you like to hear the jokes that he said real quick? Sure. Here's one of them. And he gave them a rating. He said, I have these jokes in my head about her that I really want to get out. He put them out on Instagram. Then afterwards, he would make commentary on them like, oh, that this is totally a tasteless joke. I, like, I, I might can't not I want it. to hear them. <laughs> I'll tell you one of them. One of them here, he says, who said black don't crack? He's saying that she cracks psychologically. And then the other one, he said, nobody understands Simone Biles better than Larry Nasser because he too had to quit doing what he loved at the pinnacle of his career because of mounting pressure. And that's the one that got a lot of drawback. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could unhear that right now. But yeah. <laughs> let's just keep moving. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know there was anything like that. But I did. But I do feel like given that it has an outsized press, maybe that will help her um this tour which is going to be economically valuable when i first heard this i thought well she probably cultural icon iconship is maybe the highest thing that she's going to achieve after this tour but after the olympics but she actually has this tour and maybe the controversy is something that will uh will keep her economic interest in the news even though she didn't deliver the gold if this is something they're they're selling tickets for this right now oh so this is a marketing campaign i don't know like they're sell gold over america tour go is selling tickets right now and it's simone biles and an all-star team of gymnasts so it's not sunisa lee so Unless Denise Lee was going to get cut in, there really is no gold, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there is some gold in the... I mean, didn't Simone Biles win gold I think she previously? won in the past, yeah, yeah. she did. So she's got that, but she couldn't... You know, I just think it would have looked worse for her if she was going to silver to this girl and, you know, whatever. It's That's possible. a great point. It's possible. So, uh, talk about propaganda. I saw this... You know, as soon as I saw this come across the headlines, it was the Republicans fight for the Republicans are like making a scene in the house because Nancy Pelosi came down with this vax mandate. We have to wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated or, or a mask mandate. So the on Fox news, the picture was of the, and the headline was something like Republicans protest against mask mandate. And it looks, and I was like, wow, like they are really 
um, maybe they've given up on the vaccines, you know, as uh, the whole country and these guys get to come out as being defending the unvaccinated, defending people who don't want to deal with the mass anymore. Of course, it's so typical Republicans. What they did, let me read you the quote from Marsha Blackburn, a Republican senator from Tennessee, who in in the Fox article, the Democrats are back at it again. Whatever it takes to put you back into lockdown, she said in a video she shared to Twitter. Now we hear that Speaker Pelosi is going to have people arrested if they do not wear a mask. Now, here's the kicker. I don't know about you. I've not heard one valid reason that a person who has been vaccinated should be forced to wear a mask. So they they stipulate there's no valid reason why a person who's been unvaccinated should be forced to wear a mask. There's no valid reason to force anyone to do anything. The vaccines, I hope we have time today. I mean, I just have an avalanche of stuff that r- confirms my opinion that the vaccines are more dangerous as far as being sick with COVID than not being vaccinated. But whatever, this is just typical Republican stuff, Fox stuff. It's uh, for me. Stop Vax Apartheid. I don't want anything to do with this. The Republicans aren't going to do that for you. Well, on the the mask news, I have not 100% confirmed this. I saw this in a discord that the Mises Caucus, the Libertarian Party in Fulton County, is discussing a potential protest over the mask mandate in Fulton County. So anybody who is tuned in with that, let us know if this is definitely going to happen and what methods are going to be They're going to be trying. I think that it should be protested again. We saw what happened in St. Louis County where they effectively put a halt to it thus far. And I think it was a good model to follow. Yeah, that would be good to hear. I do want people, you know, I'm wondering at what point. I mean, if I don't know how far they'll push actual vaccine mandates, but at what point people will start protesting them, maybe this would be good practice because the masks, although I do firmly believe they are bad for you, not just not good for you, not just a violation of my liberty. I actually literally think they are bad for you. And uh, I'm going to tell you in the patron 15 um, how that folds into a financial decision that I have made recently. But also, uh, yeah, so it would be a good practice if, if we want to gin up, get people back into the practice of protesting because of the vaccine thing. If if California is a first mover, you guys better buckle up. They're trying to make the vaccine, whether or not to get it, they're trying to make it a financial decision. And yesterday we talked on the show about how de Blasio in New York City is offering 100 bucks. We'll give you 100 bucks to come get the vaccine, a bribe to come get the vaccine. And I wondered, what about everybody else? That seems unfair, especially people who've already gotten it. Yeah, we talked about that. And it's regressive. Yeah. Biden came out yesterday and he's calling for states and locales to do more to encourage getting vaccinated, including paying the newly vaccinated one hundred dollars again, leaving out the oldly vaccinated. But seems he seems to be following in the footsteps of de Blasio. And this brings the question up of can Americans be bought? If so, what price? We talked about that a little bit yesterday. And are these incentives working? These hundred dollar payments or these other incentives? And we have a little bit of information on that. Behavioral economist. Katie Milkman. That's her name is Katie Milkman. M-I-L-K-M-A-N. I guess that's her real name. She has an explanation for us. She says that cash incentives tend to work on groups within the population known as the movable middle. People who are on the fence about getting the vaccine, but not totally opposed to it. 
But if somebody is adamantly opposed to the vaccination and they have a strong reason that they would never get the vaccine, then paying them 100 bucks is unlikely to change anything. So there are recommendations on how to better spend the money. They're quoting a Stanford professor here of economics. He's arguing that the money that has been spent on these incentive programs would be better used on marketing, the marketing, which they are already spending billions of dollars on. But I find it interesting that this guy and this article out of the BBC is saying, stop doing the incentives, just do the propaganda directed at the people who are firmly hesitant or against it. And another method that they're using is making testing inconvenient. And this, I'm seeing stories pop up everywhere about this, about long lines to, to get your test. And there's quotes and firsthand accounts of, oh, it's so inconvenient. And I just, I've been waiting all day, hours on hours, trying to get my test so I can show that I'm a negative. Because what they're doing is they're saying, you either have to get your vaccine to go do this, or you have to show that you have tested negative. So what better way to nudge people as Cass uh, Sustine would say Sunstein Sunstein than to make it totally freaking inconvenient to get tested to get that negative proof so you can get in somewhere. I mean, this is straight out of nudge theory, straight out of his book out here that some employers are trying to make the employees pay for the testing themselves, which they can't do because insurance pays for it. Like you literally cannot even do that. Although it is, I've heard people say they want us to pay for it. I'm like, you don't, if you have insurance, you don't, I, I think insurance pays for those tests, but boy, is that a boon for the tests? I think B sent us a message on Patreon, like who is getting the money off of these tests? But your idea of like that movable middle is straight out of the Aldous Huxley tape that you sent me once from in the beginning of our working together, where he said there's like the top people you're never going to convince the bottom people you can easily convince it's the people in the middle that the propaganda is designed for. But it looks like I always thought it was like 20, 60, 20, but 50% of the people are not vaccinated now are not fully vaccinated. So maybe only a third are not at all vaccinated, but that's, that's a big number. And now that they're pushing the third vaccine, what does that mean? So how how far will will people go? How many vaccinations will people take to become fully vaccinated or whatever that is at this point? It's the thing is that there is so much conflicting information coming out like in my newsfeed. That's what I have for you today is that I have like three things out of the newsfeed that completely conflict with the idea that you should be vaccinated, yet they're being used as a reason for you to get vaccinated. It's just unbelievable. So first, I just want to say this. I I thought I listened to the higher side chats. Christiane Northrup is a doctor that Greg was interviewing and I was all on board. And then there she said one thing that I've heard. I heard at the time a lot of people saying a lot of doctors saying and I thought that's a prediction like I would stay away from because it seems like scary and whatever. And what she said was in the fall, you're going to see this massive surge in vaccinated people getting sick because they have immune enhancement, disease enhancement, whatever they call it, ERD, that when you this was something that was always true for coronavirus vaccines. It's 
why we never had them. And it may be the very reason that we have them now, because the, the surge is not because the Delta variant is somehow makes you sicker and is more contagious, which is basically impossible in nature for something to get more virulent and more contagious. It's the opposite. It gets more contagious, gets less virulent. So how do they, how do they make this thing like that? And it's, it is totally consistent with what she predicted and I was a little bit skeptical about, which is the vaccinated people are the ones who are getting it and getting sicker from it. So they created this surge that they're using just straight out of Saudis did 9-11, so let's invade Iraq. Um, and that's what's happening. So here are some examples of what I think support that possibility over anything else, if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, this said, this is an article I read talking about an, uh, a uh, a... An outbreak in Provincetown, I guess, Rhode Island, I think. Um, a lot of people from Massachusetts were at a an event on the 4th of July. And it says a bunch of 882 people were, it says, tied to the Provincetown outbreak, I think, got COVID for, at this Provincetown thing. It said among those living in Massachusetts, 74% of them were fully immunized. So 74% of the people who got this big strain were fully immunized of the sample they took in in Massachusetts. And I just want to juxtapose for you to one like current thing that people are saying. And one thing I remember Fauci saying, saying this a long time ago, I couldn't find the Fauci quote, but I found it just in a JAMA article, like a Journal of American Medical Association. I think it is. I put the link in the show notes. It says... Studies demonstrate the vaccine from Israel vaccine was 90% effective against asymptomatic infection. People who developed COVID-19 had a substantially lower viral load than unvaccinated people. Viral load has been identified as a key driver of transmission. And this observation indicates reduced transmissibility. Now, the actual studies from Pfizer and Moderna did not find that you did it, that it stopped getting it or spreading it did not find that they were trying to say that it did, but it didn't. And I knew it, which is why I highlighted this, but they said people vaccinated, people have a lower viral load, which can't even be true because if you're testing positive, they're actually using a lower cycle rate on vaccinated people. So right there, I was like, if you're testing positive, you must have a higher, if viral load is something that can even be determined by PCR test. So anyway, um, then today I saw when this is Fauci, or I saw it today, said it recently, when a vaccinated person gets infected with Delta, it's called a breakthrough infection. The level of virus in their nasopharynx is about a thousand times higher than when the, with the alpha variant. So he's saying he had said previously vaccinated people have so little in their nasal pharynx that you can't get it from them. And now he's saying it's a thousand times this Delta alpha crap. I would like to see the actual um, breakdown of that. I want to see the data here, but they are talking out of both sides of their mouths just to cover up the fact that they are actually, in my opinion, creating the surge through the vaccination. So then I saw, I think it's your, your boy Gupta. And this was a CNN article. I think it was him. It said, quote, vaccination alone won't stop the rise of new variants and in fact could push the evolution of strains that evade their protection. Researchers warned this is in an article where they're promoting the vaccine. And I had like some tweet say like this is just it's laughable. And like other tweets are taking some of the quotes out of the article I tweeted. And my response was hashtag shut up, Republican. 
because people who see this are Republicans and full stop. And it's almost that's probably why the Republicans are making a stink like they're objecting just to make them make people who do object seem stupid, not smart. At what point do people see these contradictory messages? These talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's this one week. It's that the other week coming from the supposed experts and authoritative sources. And they just throw their hands up and say that they've had enough. This feels like we talked about this massive psychological operation. I mean, this really feels like an intense brainwashing operation to just kind of see what contradictions people will hold in mind and continue to unquestionably accept what is being told to them. Dude, I would call this the Iraq war syndrome. Like this is that syndrome where you cannot tell people that the the dots do not connect. They won't hear it. And I, I, I noticed here's the thing that also came out. I don't know why this related to a previous story, but I had to I went back and I got the data. I'm putting I got the links. I'm putting it in the show notes. Asymptomatic people. Uh, this whole case demic. Right. So it's like not the pandemic. It's not about people getting sick. It's the case demic. All those numbers are about PCR, positive PCR results. And that's all about asymptomatic people. And the idea is that asymptomatic people can spread it. Otherwise, if asymptomatic people couldn't spread it, all you'd have to do is not be sick. You just have to not be sick. There wouldn't have to be any contact tracing. You'd have to like verify somebody was sick. So the thing that said that asymptomatic could spread was in February or the end of January in Germany, a Chinese person gave COVID to four people. Within days, Germany, the German government on February 5th, released the findings that that person was symptomatic, had taken uh, symptom suppressing medicine, but only spread it to people because they had symptoms. And that came out February 5th. And it was long after that that Fauci continued to claim or everybody in the whole world. I mean, so that has been there since the beginning. Then I just read an article from last year sometime after that. Asymptomatic people did not spread the illness in a study done in China of 10 million people. They had 10 million people study and, and they said this cannot be extrapolated more broadly they didn't explain why, because clearly a study of 10 million people, if they cannot. And th- this goes back to what David Crow told us about the Spanish flu and stuff. They would have sick people rub literally their snot in the noses and mouths of not sick people. And not one person got sick. This study has been done over and over again. This is why germ theory is not proven. And in my opinion, I think that disproves it. You know, as as you've been telling us this, I've had two notifications drop down on my phone. One of them, the Delta variant is ruining summer and it's the anti-vaxxers fault from the Atlantic. And then another, the CDC just says that people that are vaccinated with the Delta variant can spread coronavirus even contradictory in these little headlines that are popping up on my phone. Yeah. I mean, it's really crazy. It is like that severe cognitive dissonance. There's one thing I would like to throw out there. I'm not going to get into this whole story, but I do feel like people have to have a warning on this. It was called to my attention. People have been, some have discussed this in podcasts. People have read, there are articles, kind of alt news articles on this, that pilots, the youngest and healthiest of us all, Pilots, airplane pilots, commercial and possibly military have been dying. Did we talk about this yet? Mm -mm. Okay, so 
apparently this is this is what some of the news is saying but they are absolutely like british airlines is is vehemently denying it they are saying the four recent pilot deaths are not linked this is british air is like four deaths i mean these are prime specimens of humanity you know what i mean like you have to really go through rigorous health checks all the time and it happened here too i believe and i remember there's a spate of american airlines um cancellations maybe they're saying unruly passengers and stuff because actually what they expect is sick passengers they turn back because of that because if people start and it's not because they're pilots it's because and this is after they're getting the vaccine that's the story so that when you Pilots, do you ever hear that when you're on a plane, you have to worry about deep vein thrombosis? You know, now that you say that, I, I've heard that, but I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, so, so if you're on a plane for six hours, like when I go to visit my mom from here, I remember that and I like stretch my legs, I get up. It's like you can get a blood clot more okay. easily in a plane. And I, I thought it was because of sitting, but it might be cabin pressure. I really don't know why, but I've always known that. And I always kind of just make sure I stretch and everything because I don't want a blood clot. And uh, but so you're at a higher risk of that stuff in planes, of course, Pilots are there all the time. So it is supposed what I heard, I really have no way of verifying it because this is some seriously suppressed information, is that a bunch numerous pilots died, and then other pilots refused to be vaccinated. And then they had a staffing shortage. So if they want to cut down on flights, I mean, there's been all this stuff about unruly passengers. I've been bringing it day after day. I was going to bring it today, and I was like, hey, maybe this is the way I think they're going to bring up mental illness to front run. The, the possible vax impact on mental functioning. Maybe this is going to front run. Oh, it's your fault. It's your it's it's because you don't want to wear a mask and like somebody got crazy. Who knows? Who knows? But I would just caution people uh, to think about that if you're going to fly. The mask angle of that is really going to be interesting moving forward. How many people comply with this whole remasking situation that we're facing now? I feel like less and less people are going to be willing to just give in to this nonsense. And there's going to be more and more pushback. But we'll see. I hope so. Well, we do have one more big story of the Free 30. But before we get to that, and hopefully you're going to tell us why Mike Lindell parted company with Fox. I saw that headline and I really want to know. So I'm looking forward to hearing that from you. A little he said, she said from Binkley. <laughs> and in the patron 15, after that, after the show's over for the free 30, we're going to go to the patron 15. And apparently not everyone thinks that every sperm is sacred. So I want to hear about what's going to happen to those poor sperm and the latest attack on Internet freedom. I'm going to give you a little bit about that. And I'm going to get back to that financial insight that uh, changed my behavior. And you may be interested in it. And of course, a big sponsor to a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show. True Hemp Science. Don't forget, there's a promo code Prop 10. There's a landing page, truehemscience.com slash Prop report? I always forget. That's not very helpful. Uh, so anyway, I love my guy there. You heard last time I talked about this. Um, one of our big patron saints said that every time he talks to Chris, who you can get to if you go and make an appointment online, uh, free, just consultation. He's so awesome. And the products are top notch. So if you are familiar with CBD products, everything from skin products to 
oils, gummies, the best gluten-free brownies I've ever had, of course, because they have CBD in them and uh, <laughs> and the gluten-free cookies. And it's really I, I really find it to be a wonderful alternative to stuff that's bad for you. And I, I feel like it's really great for your mental and physical well-being, I, I, you know. For me, I just I find it a nice way to relax after dinner and I highly recommend you give it a shot and I'm sure we can convince them to give us a little something special for a propaganda report listener. So if you do have a call with Chris, you know, ask him to throw something in. He's really a soft touch. I shouldn't say that out loud. Hopefully he won't hear it. So uh, please support us by supporting our loyal, loyal sponsors and support us by supporting us and actually you can do something fun that will benefit you immediately in your support for us register at thepropreport.com even if you have to like try a couple of browsers it's a little bit fussy but if you if you do register your email address there you will find the treat of a new newsletter coming out i try to put out a newsletter around the first of the month and we have a uh, we have a very talented patron who is going to start contributing to the newsletter. Cutel Corner is a new feature to the newsletter. So if you want to find out what that is, and I also have other surprises planned for the newsletter in the future. So you're going to want to be in there. Listen, look at it uh, at thepropreport.com. Just register your email address. The cutels are amazing and they're hilarious. This one that's going to feature this week, this month is one that you and I both saw and literally I mean I was dying laughing like and it was straight out of the propaganda report like it was really funny yeah and I the speed you know at which about. they're created it blows my mind how cool oh yeah she is yeah, a talent awesome. and and this isn't her only I mean I think this is like a secondary talent for her she's just one of those people with like a giant throbbing right brain and you just <laughs> you know yeah you can't you can't keep it. You can't corral that. It needs to be vented. And uh, and she's going to share some of her fantastic creativity with us. So big thanks to our our cuteler. I have to ask her how that's pronounced exactly. That's so with all of that. Let us proceed to the last story of the free 30. All right. So you've probably heard that Mike Lindell and my pillow are pulling their ads from Fox News because they have had a disagreement with the network. Lindell, he told CNBC, this is in a phone interview, that he made the decision to back out after Fox News declined to run a one-minute spot that promotes a cyber symposium, which he will be live streaming from August 10th to August 12th. And Lindell said that he's pulling these ads because the symposium is about his claims of election fraud. Of problems with the election count. Now, that's interesting because the way this is being reported by most networks, including the Wall Street Journal, which has the primary article that everybody is citing on this in the headlines, here's how the Wall Street Journal reports it. It says in their little sub headline, Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow, says Fox News refused to run ad promoting an event linked to claims of widespread election fraud. I have seen nowhere where Lindell has said that he pulled those ads because of an event about widespread election fraud claims. And this is exactly how they fact check people like Garland, how they fact check any legitimate evidence of 
discrepancies in the vote count, which we know are everywhere, is they say, no, false, there are no widespread, there is no evidence of widespread election fraud. That's because voter fraud is what they say. Well, they say voter fraud, which nobody is claiming. Yeah, nobody is making these claims. So they're debunking this straw man and they're acting as though the people that are making that are finding legitimate evidence are claiming this, which they are not claiming this. So I found it really interesting that they are tagging this to this story of Mike Lindell pulling his ads from Fox News, who also is kind of while they pretend to be on board with investigating the actual legitimate claims. What Fox News actually is, is Fox News is playing that straw man that all the fact checkers can debunk while ignoring all the legitimate evidence that has been found. I think that Garland got Lou Dobbs thrown off of Fox and he doesn't like, I mean, he likes some people on Fox, but he's a bigger fan of One American News and all that. Like Fox definitely jumped the shark. They're full of it. They couldn't be more controlled opposition. And I've been sorry. Somebody just told me and I I did not snap to this. You probably realized it, but I didn't. That Whitney Webb, for example, got thrown off of Patreon for something that she did not post to Patreon. I did not know that. What was it? No, I didn't know that either. And now, now, see, because I kept thinking like with Patreon, we don't say anything. We don't type anything out into it. So we just talk. And unless they're actually going through voice to text or whatever, they, you know, whatever, unless they're actually listening to the podcast, they wouldn't really know what we were talking about. And and even then, I thought, OK, well, if they do start doing that, they're going to crack down. That's probably not a hard technology to figure out. It would be the vaccination stuff that they would take us down for. But now if this thing with Garland heats up and and like I got one one strike or one takedown from on YouTube from a conversation with Garland. And I keep waiting for like a whole avalanche of them. People ask like why I streamed more than one. I think because I don't want to lose it. But I think. We could come down fast. We could go down fast if, if they if they're doing that, if they go to YouTube. You know, what I think people should do is I think there should be a disclaimer when you talk about this subject and at the very top of any conversation about it should be, we are making no claims of widespread election or voter fraud in this broadcast. That is not at all what we're claiming. We are talking about discrepancies in the vote count based on small samplings that have been looked at. If more are looked at, then perhaps that will replicate and we'll see what happens in. But just to be clear, no claims of widespread voter fraud is happening here. That would keep us from getting taken down. I feel I like just saying would, those words get you taken down. I, You know, it could trigger something, but also what it would give you is it would give you audio and or video evidence of you saying that you are not doing the very thing that they claim yeah. that you did that you can then yeah. reproduce and say look you they're lying actually have the video evidence so like when they took down my conversation with garland it's gone forever i don't have it i didn't save those well yeah i was gonna make sure we save them yeah <laughs> so i'm just well that's why i stream them to him i stream them to my thing i stream them to the propaganda report just so that I mean, I don't save them. I can't. I don't even have the hard drive for it. I thought it was going to be three episodes. I thought it was going to be like the three December episodes and then January 6th would be resolved. And we've been doing this now for seven, eight months. I mean, yeah, really. It's right. It, it's, you know, they so say it. These other networks, other it. people say it all the time. They say those words. So it's like, you know what? We agree with so-and-so that right. hasn't been evidence. I, yeah, I don't. 
you know, now I think they're just going to try to take us down. Like, I really don't think there's anything you can do. I thought there was something you could do, but now I don't think so. Like, now I think we have to short, you know, batten down the hatches. Yeah. What's really funny to me is that all these debunks that start with that and debunk that actually admit they agree with what Garland and others have found. They have to admit within the little debunks that there has been discrepancies found. They just try and go, oh, that means nothing. That's just accidental. That's that's how I found that English study that showed that more than half the Delta variant deaths were in vaccinated people because they were trying to debunk it. Interesting. You know, I was like, and so I looked at the debunk. It was, yeah, it was like table four on page 13 of a thing. I had to click through three. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to find, I can do, I got a little calculator on my phone. I can figure this out. And I did. So, wow, that's very interesting. Um, I have a couple of announcements to make. And uh, so we're shifting a few things around. If you're not a patron, it's, you know, probably not relevant to you. But I realized that in this shift, so we're moving a DPP back and we're putting in a Zoom party, whatever. But uh, IsmCast, one of our favorite and most helpful patrons, set up a URL, dppdiscord.com. Which, if you belong to Discord, you don't even need to be a patron. So he's going to have parties Friday night. Either if we have a DPP, is going to have the party on Discord, dppdiscord.com after that, or just on Friday nights. So if we're not having it. So it's either an after party, it's just a party. And actually, I think if you go to dppdiscord.com, you will just get to the propaganda report conversation any time of the day or night. There's always a couple of dozen people logged in there every time I look anyway. So highly recommend that. I appreciate Ismcan's work there. And uh, there's another thing that we've been doing where if you have an event coming up that you think other Propaganda Report listeners in your area would enjoy, if you have a Propaganda Report t-shirt, wear the t-shirt to the event and tell me where the event's going to be and I'll announce it. And if you don't have a Propaganda Report t-shirt, but you bring me the event in time, I'll send you one free of charge. So I did that for one listener who the first guy who let me know he's going to be at Good Vibe Summer Tour 21 in Avila Beach or Avila Beach, A-V-I-L-A Beach, California on August 5th. So if you're going to do that, look for the guy in the Propaganda Report t-shirt. And our old friend Bill from Neighbors Feed and Seed encourages people i encourage you to wear your propaganda report t-shirt there but he encourages people to go to his farmer's market his community market it's saturdays from 10 to 4 it's at neighbors feed and seed at 1565 roswell street in smyrna anybody who went to our meet and greet there knows where it is that's where it is so look for bill say hi to bill we're all trying to build community here so if you wear your propaganda report t-shirt there or or I think it's every Saturday. So if you want to buy a propaganda report t-shirt, thepropreport.com, just hit the shop button. And uh, yeah, so I think it's important to to bring this community alive. Yeah, and it's a fantastic place too. Great service, great products, and feels like home. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join up there. We will talk to y'all next week or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic weekend.